coming to you live from Rob's living room. It's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mike and Rob podcast, starring me and only me, Mike. Mike Wood. No, I'm, I'm in it too. There's nobody else here. There's no, nobody Mike. else in the show. Nope, there's no, I'm not arguing against anybody because nobody else is actually here getting a drink of water before the show starts and putting their headphones on right now. No, no. What? Who are you? I'm in it. I'm here. Who, and who might you be? I'm uh, Joe. No, you're wrong. I am? Try again. I'm. It's uh, not the Mike and Joe podcast. It's not the Mike and Joe podcast. Um, I don't even know a good Joe for this. Um, job. job, close. You're getting close. Job, no. It's not a J though. Ron. Oh, see, you were so close. Welcome to the Mike and Ron podcast. <laughs> uh, this is episode twenty-eight, coming to you from Rob's house, uh, as advertised. And we're watching right now the San Francisco Giants celebrate their NLDS win by spraying each other with alcohol. Um, and that spraying could be... it right in their faces, like apparently champagne, it really stings when you get it in your eyes. Well, These that's why the smart like, ones wear goggles and Tim Hudson is like bumping into the walls. <laughs> These guys are like, yeah, here's champagne right in your face. You guys are supposed to drink that. <laughs> right in your face. Oh, there they go. Yeah, it's just, it's just, um, oh, what's Andre? Who? Andre, it's the name of some really like bad, cheap champagne. Oh. Yeah, it's the it's the champagne you dump on people. Oh, and look who's here. It's Izzy. Clearly. So, in this episode, we're going to be coming to you in a much quieter tone, a much more a much more hushed to, uh, tone because we're at Rob's house and it's 9:30 at night and his wife has elected to go to bed. And so Mike is not allowed to get What was the term? Shouty? Shouty. Okay. No shouty. <laughs> No shouty, Mike. It's your birthday. <laughs> no shouty. <laughs> shouty, shouty, stay low, 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 right. low, low. Um, <laughs> with your volume. Um, <laughs> That's so, what that song's about, right? right Keeping your so. volume low. Keeping your volume low, 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 low. Um, so today we are going to finish up very quickly our U two review album review. Album um, review. <laughs> And, uh, oh, did you see that a, a new um, official album cover came out? No, I did no, not. So I got to show you that. So again, the um, album is called uh, Songs of Innocence. There's going to be a follow-up album called Songs of Experience, Experience. which I found out, I think, are both uh, books of poems by James Joyce or somebody like that. James, uh, jo- they're gonna put music to James. No, Joyce's no, 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 no. Poems? He he wrote a book called Songs of Innocence, full of poems, and he wrote a book oh. called Songs of Experience. Oh, and so they're naming okay. the albums after that collection of poetry. So that was something I did not know. But uh, check this out: You two songs of. I, I was uh, trying to add to my music collection. I'm trying to be more or trying to be better about downloading music onto my phone. Mm-hmm. So I went online and I purchased some albums via iTunes. Um, How'd that work out for you? It worked out fine. Um, I just get? basically tried to buy albums I knew I didn't already have, but I was and new stuff or what? Um, 
Not anything too new. I did buy a Black Keys album, but that's not really all that new. Uh-huh. Um, their new new one or one of the older ones? Uh, the one that had gold on the ceiling. Yeah, that was their last album and before this. Little new one. Black Submarines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so but here's when I went to go buy oh. a U two because I wanted to get pop because I lost my copy. You lost your pop. Pop copy. Rob lost his pop. Rob pop copy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Don't watch TV now. You're looking at sports. You're, you got sports <laughs> on the mind. I am. When I so I went to go buy it and I saw it was only five ninety nine. Nice, which is exciting. And every U two album was, was five ninety nine because they were kind of celebrating the release of their new album. And so if you don't the have any U two and you want to spend six bucks on a U two album, now's the time to get them. Now's the time to go. Go they're, to the iTunes store. They're also it's a good deal. Um, it's a very good deal. They're they're actually digitally mastered for iTunes. Dude, dogs, quiet. We're making a podcast. Um, so yeah, I have pop right here too, but I also have the new U2 album, which is called Songs of Innocence. And here is the new album cover. Really? That's it. Adam, Larry Mullen Jr. Giving some dude a beach. That's his son. That is disgusting. <laughs> no. It, yeah. Giving it looks, Larry Mullen looks the third a BJ. Apparently unintentionally, um, homoerotic and. That was unintentionally homoerotic. Neither of them are wearing shirts. Right. And at least the boy is wearing jeans. We can't see if Larry's wearing anything else. How did how And did it's supposed to be about like, Okay. Yep. So I the way I understand it is the son represents it's not literally in the picture supposed to be his son but like a younger version of himself and it's him protecting his own innocence. But he is crouched pretty low for that. It's it's very suggestive. So feel free to check this out online if you want, guys. Because <laughs> the original album cover is just a white uh, like vinyl disc slip. And that's kind and the of disc a, in it. I, I don't know. I liked it. It was bare. It was supposed to be like about their old school days. And I guess. Yeah, it just it just says LP and the, the letters U in the number two. And uh, U2 Songs of Innocence is written on the disc. Um, but this is the official for the official release, which is happening October fifteenth, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's coming out. So then the internet went nuts and made a whole bunch of goofy uh, pictures where he's hugging other people, um, <laughs> like the Edge and Bono in this one. And here he's hugging uh, Oscar, Oscar the Grouch. I don't know. They did a whole bunch of them and just bad Photoshop stuff. But uh, anyway, let's dive into it real quick. The song we left off on and we hadn't reviewed yet was track six, Vol. What do you think of this song, Rob? I like it. I thought it had a really good old school feel to it. It starts out strong, like really heavy with the bass guitar. It sounds like different. old U2, like their first album or two. Yeah, and maybe, it's, maybe again, three. it's not Edge going like... There's some of that. Yeah, it's, it's, there is. It's really short. Not to say that I don't like that, but I just think they need to depart from that a little bit. Right. Uh, so this song is about, um, from what I've read, is kind of about Bono's uh, angst as a teenager, and he's singing about himself in the third person, like, uh, well, not not third person, second person, maybe. Oh, is this a vacation? Yeah, that's a good line. You live here, or is this a vacation? Um, says you're on a piece of ground under a volcano it's like it's it's about something bubbling up underneath and like he's gonna explode something, something in you about to blow. to blow 
Um, and it's good. And it rocks for approximately 3 minutes and 14 seconds. So it's kind of a short, like, quick rocker in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that right there sounds like their first album. That bass line coming in loud like that. Your eyes are like landing lights. They used to be the clearest blue. So I think he's talking about himself. Like, not like some chick that we're all used to guys singing about. He's singing back to his younger self. Okay. And he says, um, what was that line right there? The future's going to land on you. Like he's talking from the future to his childhood self or teenage self. And we'll move on to the next one. Um, the next one is called Raised by Wolves. And this is another one that I think is an awesome rocker, but it's... Um, yeah, good song. Like Really good song. It might be my favorite song on the album. I can agree with you there. And it starts out with that like war piano sound. Yeah. And then there's this kind of thing. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, this Somebody song... coughing and then doing a couple lines of coke. Uh, however, the song itself, the subject matter, is much more serious. This is about a car bomb in Ireland. Yeah. Um, well. That his friend witnessed, uh, and it scarred him for life. And this is the same friend who got addicted to heroin, and they sang the song Bad about on uh, their fourth album. Uh, remember, I think you were the Unforgettable Fire, wasn't it? Right. That's their fourth album. I'm going to turn off that TV. No, wasn't there one... Um... What's the yeah, one? Yeah, uh, running to stand still. Running to stand still. Yeah, but I think war or uh, bad was also about that, about that friend. So he has two songs about that. Well, now third. This is wow. Maybe maybe that really more affected that we don't him. Know about. Yeah, this was like his best friend, and he ended up committing suicide or dying from a drug overdose. Hmm. And this was like ten years after this incident had happened, which he's singing about very specifically in this song. Yeah, we have a friend who was who is addicted to heroin. I won't say his name in case he doesn't want people to know, but... Um, we do? Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I'm really, like... He, Who and was he kicked or it. is? He kicked oh, it. Right. He yes, kicked everything. And, uh... He's, you know, he's doing things with his life. He's moved on. It's, that are way bigger and better and turned himself around 120%. Yeah. I don't know. I have, I have a lot of respect for that guy because of it. So this song is kind of cool, that Raised by Wolves chorus... To me, that's like we were raised in the most dangerous era and one of the most dangerous parts of the planet by people who were going to war with each other across the street, it seemed like, north and south. Yeah, clearly that. I mean, that the whole era had an effect on him. I mean, you look at Sunday Bloody Sunday, yeah. like pretty much every speech he did during the Red Rocks concert. In, right, uh, it was about Ireland. Rattle and Hum. And the song Please on the pop album is about ending that battle between north and south. Yeah, which I guess they finally did. Uh, but this was a very specific... I mean, he gets into graphic descriptions here in this song. A boy sees his father crushed under the weight of a cross where in the of a cross of the passion where the passion is hate. I don't know what he says right there. Um, but something about, I'm going to detonate and you're dead. And then there's this great line here. The worst things in the world are justified by belief. And then he reads a license plate number, 1385WZ. I didn't know they said Z in and Oh, they all, yeah, the whole... I thought that was that's Canada. A, that, no, that's a United Kingdom thing. They, oh, it's a French thing. They all thing. say it. Yeah, they don't say Z. There's no letter Z. Z. It's all Z. That's pretty cool. From A to Z. But it rhymes with, you're dead. 
Yeah. So it um, works. But I love that line. The worst things in the world are justified by belief. So he's and then he says, I don't believe anymore. It's kind of a, about losing your faith in religion and God and stuff, even though they are still kind of a Christian band. Especially um, when they use it to, I mean, people have been people. using religion to to move their own agendas for so long. Yeah, but also to friggin' murder human beings, and that's been going on in other religions lately, too, in the news. But um, moving on, you got to check out those two songs. That's like the heart of the album. Six and seven are like the rockin' heart of the album. And it, it really takes us back in time a little bit to the classic U2 sound a little bit. Not the Definitely. not the Joshua Tree sound, but the no, no, yeah. war. War, era. boy. Yeah. All that. And then um, I think this, I would include this song in that powerhouse heart of the album as well. Cedarwood Road is the street where Bono grew up. Um, and this is kind of just mentally going back in his mind about Cedarwood Road. And I love the chorus on this. I'll kind of jump to it. Oh, and the heavy guitar. It kind of reminds yeah. me of that Oasis song, Fucking in the Bushes. Remember that? The instrumental? Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. The right one here, they played during the movie Snatch. Yeah. The big fight scene in the end. This part does. Yeah. It's like an acoustic guitar, just really amplified. Acoustic guitar with like a little distortion to it. Yeah, but this kind of has that heavy coming at you beat and rhythm yeah. to it. But um, I really love the like hollow, like the hollow sound of it. Well, there's yeah. a yeah, there's also a kind of guitar. It's called a ho- hollow body electrics that gives you that kind of yeah. reverberation in there. Um, and again, it sounds like it's a little melodic here. But check out this power chorus that comes in here in a second. And it's not super overpowering, but clearly singing about the A's right there. The green and the gold. There's a great edge background. And it goes on like that. But yeah, that was a good tune too. So if if you were to write a song about the street you grew up on, what would it be called? On Byron Court. Byron Court Road. I'm no. on Cardona Circle. <laughs> Cardona Circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be a, a song about me getting up in the morning and like getting ready school. for school <laughs> and then going to school. But Bono's and then coming waiting. home and having my afternoon snack <laughs> and then <laughs> watching the Disney afternoon. Then, all the pop and all the tarts. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Goof Troop, Rescue <laughs> Rangers, and DuckTales, <laughs> and Tailspin, <laughs> Disney Afternoon. Tailspin was pretty awesome. Um, and then uh, the next song is Sleep Like a Baby Tonight. What do you think of this song? It's, it's, it definitely it's slows right. everything it, down. I, but it's, I thought about it more about how, you know, it's kind of about somebody somebody's done something bad and they're going to sleep. You're, you're going to just sleep through it tonight. You have no have problem. No guilty conscience. No problem with this whatsoever. Do you? You're just going to sleep like a baby tonight. I think it's you? ultimately about the um, Catholic church ignoring all the accusations of molestation and, and other types of, well, yeah, abuse. supporting the Nazis. Well, like, there might be some of that too, but I think it's more recent, more stuff in the last 20, 30 years or not supporting the Nazis, but like not, con- not condemning them and ignoring them. Yeah. I think this is much more modern. I think he's, 
talking more about um, the accusations of we've had these uh, priest priests molesting boys, right? And then instead of actually excommunicating them and kicking them out and going like, you, you did a bad thing. We don't stand for yeah, that. You're out. Burning them at the stake. Right. Moving them instead to another church. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. And just ignoring Sweeping it. Sweeping it under the rug. Totally. So this is called Sleep Like a Baby Tonight. And it's got this weird, like, very un-U2 kind of intro. Yeah. It sounds more like a dead mouse. A uh, dead mouse? Yeah, that's the producer guy. You mean Danger Mouse? Or Danger Mouse. Yes, yeah, sorry. Dead Mouse is the DJ guy. Oh. Um, he's the one that wears the big head with the big ears on it and stuff. Oh, I don't know enough about that to even All know right. what you're talking about. Um, morning. Yeah, he's talking about, like, you just get up in the morning and eat your breakfast and read about a politician's lover in the newspaper and or whatever and go through the day like a knife through butter. Ain't yeah. no problem. It's nothing. Everything's cool. But there's this great chorus. This is like a classic 90s, 2000s U2 chorus. Yeah, totally. Catchy. It, this gets stuck in my head. Yeah. Do that yeah, to you. Uh, yeah, I sing it for a while after I hear it. Yeah, and then it does pick up. Like after this chorus, the, the instruments come in a little harder. So you get that heavy. Like that's like Octung Baby Edge right there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good like, point. I never really thought about it, but yeah. Yeah, that it's reminds very me of heavy. That. It's just like dramatic and heavy. And then it towards the end, it, there's this great little edge solo that's understated on purpose it's a very cool song it's mellow but it's cool it's good. it's very atmospheric um, oh that's a good good very good word usage yeah, there's a lot there's a an, an atmosphere of, i mean i don't i don't agree song. with that word at all but <laughs> it's very good word usage thank you um i'm gonna quick go through the last two here so that we can move on to other things uh this is where you can reach me now do you know this song uh yeah yeah, I mean, I know all the songs. I've been listening to the album for a okay, while. Okay, I meant it a little rhetorically, but tell me what you, tell me what you think. Oh, okay. What do you know about this song? You know what it's about? I know that I hear seagulls when it plays. It just takes me to. Do you also smell burnt toast when it plays? <laughs> no, I just might I smell that, that all the time. Oh yeah, we might want to have that checked out. Uh, this song was written for Joe Strummer of the Clash. It's okay. a tribute to him. I don't know how, but they sing about soldier, soldier. Yeah. I don't know what that refers to. I don't either. I'm not a big enough Clash fan, but if anybody knows, please let us know. Uh, not that anybody's listening to this, so I don't expect them to listen and tell us. But That's okay. Someone will a, listen to it sometime. This is a good song. This, I like, this whole album is good songs, and everyone's like, oh, it sucks. I don't... They just didn't listen to it. No, Nobody listened I didn't to like it the first time I heard it. Yeah, it, it took gotta, a little getting used to. Got to listen to it, it and like kind of focus on the lyrics, think about what it really means, and it starts to grow on you. And I think it's well, definitely one of the better albums they've put out in a while. But it's also that you and I have been fans for years and we're trying to enjoy. It. True. I think if there's someone who's like never was a fan, they're not gonna. This might not be well, the album. Yeah, to, I mean, to grip them. Wouldn't oh, you wait, rather we're rock here? Hang on. Oh, now we're getting down. Oh, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> the, the groove. The use of the theremin oh. in this song. I love it. It gives it kind of a Halloween y vibe. <laughs> is that really what that is? Or is it, yeah, it's called a theremin. It's like, it's like a saw or something, but I know what a theremin is. Oh. I watched a the whole documentary on the guy who made the thing. Really? It's really good. 
That's um, kind of crazy. You just kind of play it by waving your hands over it. It creates an electromagnetic field, and you disrupt the field with your hands. Yeah, so just like shaking your hands makes, makes it, it go pitch, the pitch go up and down. And they used it in for decades. It was only used in horror films, like yeah. bad, schlocky horror films. Pink and Floyd. The, Pink Floyd used it in a couple songs. Well, I think who grabbed it was the Beach Boys. Really? Yeah, they did. I don't um, remember that? They did. Uh, yeah, you, you know, um, it's like one of their most popular songs. Um, oh, I'm not. I'm just not thinking of the part that has a theremin in it then, because nothing's coming to mind. I'll have to open it up and play it. That's but okay. It's, um, anyway. Uh, soldier, soldier, we threw our lives away. We signed our lives away. I don't really know what this is about. Complete surrender, the only weapon we know. That, again, refers back to the first track about being teenagers and learning that you could be part of a band and make music. Complete surrender to this awesome power of music, um, I think, is the only weapon we knew. Yeah, I, I was mulling that line over in my head. I'm like, what does that even mean? To me, that's what it was. Surrendering entirely to this magic that is music and going, I'm throwing my whole life into this. That was the only weapon we had to fight the things that we were against in the world or for in the world. And um, I don't know. I think that's what it meant to me. To me. And uh, yeah, it's got a little bit of groove to it. You can kind of... <clears throat> a little bop to it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how exactly how it relates to Joe Strummer unless they were just big fans of The Clash or whatever. Because uh, it doesn't sound like The Clash. No. I mean, maybe a slight bit of the same energy. Eh, but that's not like, really. Not the sound. I would never confuse this with a Clash Yeah, song. not the sound, but the energy. Like, kind of yeah. rocks the Casbah a little bit. But other than I that, guess I could see that. And then here's, here's the last track. Um, this is a song called The Troubles, and it's the only song on the album with featuring a singer that isn't in the band. It's uh, like a Scandinavian songstress of some sort named Leaky Lee. Leaky Lee? Yes. Um, Oh, yeah, she's the one that says, sings, uh, what does the fox say? No, does she? I don't know. Leaky, 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 leaky. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a band of, like, guys, but... Yeah, just people doing... Have you seen their new one? No. It's about like the double boatman's knot or something. It's like a, a knot that you tie in rope. That's what we call a one-hit wonder, kids. Yeah. I mean, they're they clearly just doing it for the jokes. but They try to come back for the second one, but it never really hits. Uh, but the Troubles, I just saw them. They edited a couple of new spots for the new season of uh, The Walking Dead to this song. Hmm. So check this out. It's called The Troubles. Um. And I can't heard wait, that it was can't also... Can't wait for New Walking Dead. That should be coming up soon, I think, next I need month. To, I need to go back and watch them all, because I, I stopped in the middle of season two somewhere. Yeah, season two is slow. Just yeah. get through it. It gets better. It's kind of like Lost. Um, yeah, pretty much. It took me a while to figure out what she's saying here. She's saying... Um, to go back a little bit. Somebody stepped inside your soul. Somebody stepped inside your soul. Little by little, they took control till someone else, or little by little, they robbed and stole till someone else was in control. I couldn't understand that robbed and stole part. Huh. I don't know if you could hear it. No, I, I never really, really listened to pulled it. that together. I, I was trying to figure it out, but I always forget to look up lyrics when I think, you know, I'm, I'm someplace where I can't use my phone, like when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I can't exactly start looking things no, up I mean, on my phone. But I don't look them up I, right away. But then I, when I get home, like, I don't think about it then. Right. You're not on the computer when you get home anyway. No, I, I am. <laughs> my whole job's on my computer, and I, I don't know. I just try and avoid it at all costs. So, 
I heard that this Look song how big was. Big Bochy's head is compared to that guy. <laughs> I'm gonna turn off that TV. <laughs> just, just that part. We're on a U2 album right now. All right, sorry, U2. Um, I heard that this is uh, this song is about a conversation or like a rewriting of a conversation between Jesus and Judas. Huh. I take it for what that means. I don't know what that means exactly. Um, I don't know who's whose part he's singing. So it only sounds like a one-sided conversation. But I like her kind of, her voice in there really lends it a different tone and separates it from all the other songs on the album. Now, it's definitely the slowest. So it's a slow way to end the album. But there's one part of the song where it feels like there's a tone change to me and makes it all worth it. I'll see if I can jump to it. See, I like this song in its entirety. Oh, right here. This is my favorite part. God knows it's not easy saying here. Hang on, watch this. Watch this. Changes the whole tone. Are you watching? Watch Right here. And there's like a harmony between him and Leaky Lee. I just like that God knows it's not easy part. It goes up an octave or And it doesn't sound as good on the podcast, so you gotta go check it out on CD quality. We're just not giving you the full uh fidelity here yeah and I, don't, I really like the chorus i find it to be really catchy like i love the orchestra in the background mellow. like it's mellow it's like i just thought it was a really well composed song and just kind of one that i find myself singing even when i'm not listening to it so but. the song is only like four and a half minutes 445 something like that let's say yeah you're, 446 yeah. right here i wish bono would go on for like a two minute solo with this i love it or the edge. I mean, the yeah. edge is solo here. It was like Bono. You want to like a singing solo? No. You want him to like so, scat this part? I heard. I read an article that they want everyone in the band wants Bono to put down the guitar because he keeps busting out a guitar during concerts and doing stuff. And they're like, No, you're not the guitar player. Just stop it. <laughs> um, but then it ends. The song just ends, and I'm like, Oh, I wanted that solo to like well, just be an maybe instrumental. Maybe he will when he when they're in concert. That should be a, like a five minute instrumental part. But that's the album. So check it out, people. Even with its weird new cover, it comes out October fifteenth, and it's, <laughs> it's worth very ancestrally homoerotic cover. <laughs> yes, it's weird. But if you don't look at it that way, and you look at it for what they were trying to say. It's not as weird. It's about someone glomming onto the last vestige of their uh, teenage innocence, like trying to, like the future self. I don't know if he was trying it, to glom onto it, but like maybe was, just like, revisit he's it. Him and like, don't let anything happen to this perfectly innocent young human being, because you, the the old version knows that that innocence goes away. The old version knows that that naivete and that that energy and that hopefulness dies down a lot. Yeah. Um, so there, there you go. New U2 album. Um, I also was going to bust out a new song came out today. Uh, you probably heard it while watching American League uh, ALDS uh-huh. baseball. It's called Play Ball by a new band called Actic. Actic. Huh? And they've got a lightning bolt in the middle of their name. I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, I, I think you're talking about ACDC. Oh, see, they're so new. I don't. I just don't know what they're called. They're They're actually not that new. They're not very new at all. Really? They're they're like forty years old. Oh. In fact, well, but in the grand scheme of things, they put out more albums before we were born than most bands ever put out <laughs> ever. That's true, but not with their current lead singer Brian Johnson. I think that's the coolest thing about yeah, ACDC. They, they, they replaced their the singer and became bands. even bigger than they were before. Well, Journey did that. 
I don't think they're bigger than they were no, no, when no. they were popular. Steve Perry was the replacement for the first guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they popular they did, with the first guy? No, I wouldn't say popular. They were a progressive yeah, see, rock band. But ACDC was yeah. like popular with Bon Scott. So I'd say and they did when it. when he left, when he died, everyone was like, oh, they're done. Yeah. They counted him out. And then they came out with Back in Black in 1980, which apparently Bon Scott did a lot of the writing for before he died. Oh, really? Not that particular song, because that sounds like it's a song about him being dead is we're back and we've got our black armband on like yeah in memoriam um but this is called play ball from the 2014 release uh acdc's new album is called rock or bust and i kind of dig the uh song of course it's very very acdc it sounds a lot like acdc in the first 10 seconds i could tell you that's an acdc yeah, song totally even if i never oh, heard first it. two seconds and they didn't try to like go modern or anything with it. That's what I love about ACDC. They, they don't try to change a, a formula that's not broken. They've been, they've been doing this for 40 years. There's no point in changing now. No. But at least they know that. Yeah. They don't try to do anything new. They're not like, let's do a blues album. They're not like, let's let's do an instrumental uh, orchestral album or anything like that. They don't <laughs> do that. They just yeah. don't. They're with like, let's an go orchestra. all electronic or anything, you know? Let's play ball is the name of the song. Uh, or just play ball. I don't think it's about sports. No? Call me, call me crazy. I, I don't know. ACDC is usually pretty literal. They're literal like about When, when different... he's singing that song, she's the jack. She's got the jack. She's like got he's balls. He's actually singing about... Um, A car jack? No, no. Like, like the jack. Like he's playing cards with her and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, there's two jacks on the table... She probably she's bluffing. She doesn't have that third jack, and then she turns it over. And he's like, I like the part ah, of the song where he's like, "It's got about, the jack. It's about poker. <laughs> this song's about poker." Yeah, um, but this song's being played all over the uh, ALDS and maybe the ALC. All everything. I think TBS basically bought this song. I think TBS did. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so, think it plays on the MLB uh, network. Good but. timing. Um, as a friend of mine said on Facebook, it's like, oh, brilliant! Now they'll just play this in front of every like sporting event. They they just made a bajillion dollars. Yep. So. Why not? Um, Got to cash in. That new album comes out. Since they're not making many more albums now that Malcolm Young's not in the band anymore. that's the thing. Malcolm's out. Uh, Brother or nephew Stevie, I think it is, is, has stepped in. As long as one of the Young family's in, that's okay. It counts. Yeah, it's well, it's two. I mean, it's Malcolm and or not Malcolm, Angus and Stevie. One other one. There's a replacement Young. So let me just make sure I get the um, how many how many members of of that young family do you think play an instrument now god can you imagine if you're just a teenager and you're like my grandpa is malcolm young or angus young or like <laughs> of course i'm gonna pick up a guitar um no dad i don't i don't want to play i don't want to play <laughs> rock and roll i want to become a doctor a doctor a doctor <laughs> Crikey. now you will play rock and roll like your father uh, and your father's father <laughs> but i want to become a doctor Crikey. Crikey. How can you become a doctor when you're related to the ACDC? The ACDC. Well, now you're getting caught. Yeah, no, that's British. Um, oh, I'm not nearly as good at accents so the as album, I used to be. The album is coming out. Rocker Bust is coming out December 2nd. So December jump on that 2nd. one. Um, so that's music news. Um, seen any good movies lately, Rob? No. Okay, moving Next on. topic. Um, How about the weather? What topics do we have? <laughs> Shall we talk about the government? How about we talk about Iron Man 4? I heard a rumor that... You heard uh, it from me. 
<laughs> no, no. I read oh. it online before I heard it from you. Okay. That uh, Robert Downey Jr. isn't going to do Iron Man 4 unless it is directed by none other than Braveheart. The Road Warrior. The Road Warrior himself. Mel Gibson. I did not Which hear that. Which was a Let surprising choice. Can... Not to say that Mel Gibson isn't a good director, but it's like... Not for that kind of movie. Like It's either... I won't I won't be in it unless Mel Gibson or Roman Polanski direct this thing. <laughs> Can we get OJ to direct? Does OJ direct? <laughs> oh man. No, I it was on the um, How about Adrian Peterson. Yeah, it's or like Ray Rice. Find, Do they yeah, direct movies? They can all they can all co-direct it. Um it was on the uh trending topics on Facebook, but it's not at the moment. But um let's see. Iron Man four and Mel Gibson. I got to see if this is... So yeah, I thought that was... Uh... Robert Downey Jr. So this was from as of eight hours ago. Robert Downey Jr. sets the record straight on Iron Man 4 working with Mel Gibson. Watch now. It must be a video. Uh, which is actually better for podcasts because they can listen to the I audio. Just, why not? Why don't they just not make an Iron Man four? Yeah, it's hey, not. Is, well, it's not going to be being made before, in all the Avenger movies. Just like not enough for it's him. It's not going to be well, but it's also the and the, in the third one he gets rid of all of his suits, sort of. But not to say he can't build another one. What a great time that, to have to attack some or to defend yourself. It's you know in a movie is when you don't have. Your Iron Man suit. What are you going to do? So I guess he was on Ellen. So I guess we're going to watch that. You have a new one on the way? I know. We just keep cranking them out. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. Well, they're cute ones. That wasn't funny at all. Oh, kids. Yeah. So you have a... a, It's going to be a little girl. Susan is pregnant with a little girl. Terrific. Can we talk about Iron Man? That's got to be exciting. Yeah, it's wild. I think uh, I've heard that for dads, you you grow a new heart valve when you have a daughter, and there's all sorts of new experiences and feelings and stuff. Yeah. He's 49 now. Well, you're you're such a great dad anyway, and I saw the pictures in Vanity Fair. He's going to be 70 when she's in college. (laughs) No, I'm talking about, like, he's got to be one of the oldest action action Uh, movie actors. I was so excited. Dude, when are we going to talk about Iron Man? I know there's going to be a bunch more Marvel movies, and they have big ideas of how to do it better. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we're in the middle of a negotiation. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. Iron Man Four. Yes. I read there you go. what you wrote about your mother just recently passed. Yes. And you, you oh. Wait. What? Go back to the movies. Okay. Oh, that's why we don't watch clips from women's talk shows. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. It's just. Excuse me. That's lesbians' talk shows. Yeah. They just. Well, what's going on with your mom? Like, really? Yeah. She knows all about this celebrity worship culture. We, why do we know who Robert Downey Jr.'s? Well, is she famous? Yeah, I Robert don't Downey think Jr.'s so. mom. I don't know his maybe. mom. Yeah, I know his dad was Robert Downey Jr. Senior. <laughs> I don't know that that's what they called him. Um, let's see. Where does Robert it say Downey Senior uh, Mel Gibson? As for the story that RDJ will only do Iron Man four if pal Mel Gibson is signed on to direct. Deadline said to the star, Marvel badly wants Iron Man 4, and you said you... Let me just check my recording, make sure that it's still going. It is. <laughs> At least you I just heard a click. you were saying, saying for that. I just heard a click. I want to oh, make sure. okay. Um, Marvel badly wants Iron Man 4, and you said you aren't doing it. How about the idea you'll be doing it if Mel Gibson directs, to which RDJ responded, correct. Why not? That movie would be bananas. And that your dog movie agrees. would be bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I don't think that's how you spell that. 
I think it is. Uh, no, I'm Check pretty it. sure there's another N-A somewhere in there. Um, you just said Banas. Banana. No, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. You just said bananas. Bananas. That's that's not how you spell it. <laughs> it's bananas. Many interpreted that comment to mean that RDJ would only do Iron Man 4 if Mr. Gibson were, to direct, were in the director's chair. But Robert clarified that what he meant in a Reddit AMA when he said... Uh, oh, he clarified it while doing a Reddit AMA on Tuesday. He explained... It was an on off, an offhand remark to a journalist and a friend. I have other projects I'm in. in oh, in mind for Mel and I, which he meant uh, Mel and me. Sooner than later, the Marvel roster will be made public, and all questions will be answered. I I, I can't see him like putting his foot down and saying Mel Gibson is the only man who can direct the next Iron Man movie. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> so yeah. I think he was just being funny. Um, they should just make Iron Man where he just permanently attaches the suit to his skin he's just like you know what i am iron man yep literally like stop calling me now and forever stop calling me tony stark you have to call me iron Um, man forever (laughs) i'm now just iron man um so we have a couple of uh comments or questions on the page here um if i can get it to bring it up um probably stuff that we did not mention uh last time oh we have a new like from someone named Jenny Kaminsky, who is friends with Suzanne and Dustin. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you, Jenny. Welcome, welcome to the greatest podcast show ever that, that you've listened to today, maybe. Um, and uh, some people liked the photo I posted of your your and my text. Wait, you don't worry. It wasn't anything super private. You used my dogs. On your website? It's not my website. It's I'm, our website. I don't website. know that I'm okay with it. It's as much yours as it is I'm mine. even more offended at the fact that you only had 8% battery left. That's <laughs> just took, ridiculous. I took the picture from my phone. Yeah. 8% battery? Um, Come so on, Mike. That's just house... irresponsible. Yeah. I was, I was uh, listening now to... Now I'm getting loud. <laughs> I, was, I, was, uh, I was here house-sitting for Rob and his dogs. I was dog-sitting. And he asked if they were eating, and I said, yes, they're eating now. And then I wrote, oh, I just found a surprise uh, that one of them left for me behind the dinner table. Almost barefooted that one. To which Rob replied, oh, you haven't lived until you felt a turd squish between your toes. That was just gross enough to share with the world. <laughs> so I put that on there. It's, Tell- breath- it's breathtaking. Well, even without stepping in it, it's that. It's actually kind of stress relieving. <laughs> Nice and squishy. Yeah. Um, let me check the page and make sure that we've answered questions that people have asked in the past that we may have forgotten to. Uh, or missed. I mean, it's been a while. I know. Because we were just kind of busy, so we, we kind of slapped one together for the last episode, 27. Yeah. Uh, it was the Patchwork Podcast, as I called it. And we'll only be doing that again if we could find a really super way more entertaining way to do it. <laughs> um. But let me see. Oh, I might also have to look on my own Facebook page for that because sometimes I, or not, or we could just skip that. Rob. What? What I do now? Tell me your feelings about cookies. Well, come on. That's not a very thought-provoking question. But wait, you didn't let me finish. Cookies made by murderers in prison. How can you trust it? But it smells so good. I mean, they might put walnuts Fresh, in it. Doughy. Oh yeah, that's true. They might put walnuts in it, and then all of us, all of a sudden, that sounds like. Thank you for saying it that way. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you're eating cookie with shitty walnuts in it. <laughs> I mean, 
You, you're like, damn you're, murderers. You can't fall for that. Put um, up with that bull crap. Yeah, and I that's can't just find the any... kind of thing they would pull. Yeah. What? So what do you? What is your feeling on prisoners um, who've committed murder? Do you think they should go to jail? Yes. Okay. That's a that was a really good question. By the way, thought provoking and controversial. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I should probably come up with one, but I just prefer to judge. I know. No, you prefer to sit there and let Mike run the show and enjoy the uh, the ride. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm good at. <laughs> I mean, you guys heard the Patchwork podcast. When I have nobody to to bounce stuff off of, it uh, it gets a little slow. Um. Yeah. So it's getting slow at the moment. Um. Because we're kind of getting we're running out of steam. Here, go but, to Zergnet real quick. Oh no, I f- I'm starting to hate that site now. You don't like it now? No, it's just all pictures of discover interesting articles. Ten celebs who are this? I don't know. First of all, they repeat stories long after they're they've run their course. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying all of them. Oh, are hey, cool, I got but there's some. some good ones. What do you think of that new show, Gotham? I like it. I like it. I like that they're doing it as part of like kind of a a murder mystery. For those who don't know, thing. tell us what it is. It's a show that takes place in Gotham City before Batman. So it start the first episode are How the, far before Batman? The the Wayne family, the Wayne parents Tom, getting murdered. Thomas and Martha Wayne are shot yeah. to death somewhere in Crime Alley. And so Isn't it, it follows, an ironic it follows uh, a young Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. As played he tries played to, by the kid from the OC. Yeah, I forget his name. Misha Barton's boyfriend or whatever. <laughs> That's probably his name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it follows him around as he tries to solve... You know, who, the, who yeah. shot the Waynes, but apparently it goes a lot deeper than just like some punk who's on the streets. Well, um, yeah, it, it sounds like it might be tied into, into like the Falcones or the Maronis or somebody like that. But um, it, it's it's playing off like a um, a cop drama, but also has little elements of the uh, comic book lore in there. We've already been introduced to like, I think we've seen the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Um, oh, Penguin. the Riddler. Well, the Penguin is a kind of a main character right now. True. Um, um, we're only three episodes Poison deep. Ivy. Yeah, we did see Poison Ivy briefly. Obviously Catwoman. Catgirl, yeah. Pat, she's just Catgirl at this point. <laughs> uh, she really looks like a young Michelle Pfeiffer, so they're kind of going for the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yeah. Um, and she's really good. Uh, the third episode, I think, is called... No, maybe it was the second episode. It was it's called Catwoman or something like Selena that. Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle is the name of the episode. Yeah. Um, and the actress is good. The kid who plays she really, Bruce she Wayne really looks little, like a cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did see the, the Riddler. He works at the police station. Yeah. And he's like the, uh, nerdy tech guy who like figures out certain clues through technology, technological means and things. Mm-hmm. And he starts every sentence with things like, guess what? <laughs> yeah. And like, it's kind of cute. They, they don't, they don't, you know, rub it in your face and be like, this is the Riddler. <laughs> Don't you get it? It's the Riddler, but he's not the Riddler yet because he's not the Riddler yet. They just call him Nigma, and it's like or you're Ed. not thinking. They call, yeah, him, they call Ed. him Ed, so you're not really catching on if you're not a big Batman fan. Yeah. But after enough time, you'll go like, "Oh, that's oh, that's the Riddler guy that uh, yeah. was he wore the green. He was Jim Carrey. Those are the <laughs> those are the non big Batman fans saying all that stuff. So yeah, that was it's it's a good show. It's well done. And now uh, the I guess, first episode, I think, started off a little slow, and then about halfway through, it started you, to pick up. Yeah. What do you think about Donald Logue playing um, Bullock, Harvey Bullock? Um, I think he's doing a good. Do you remember job. in? I think he's great actually. But yeah. do you remember in the animated series, he was 
Jim Gordon was Commissioner Jim Gordon in the right. animated series, and he was like an underling. Right. In this one, Logue is playing um, a detective, and then Jim Gordon comes in and is his partner. And he's right. like, "No, Jim, you got to get with the program. We're corrupt around here. This is how we roll." <laughs> even the even their com- I don't know if it's commissioner or the captain. Commissioner. Uh, by the way, it's uh, Sarah Essen, who in the Dark Knight Returns, or no, no, um, the uh, Batman comic Year One. Um, Sarah Essen is the one that Jim Gordon has an affair with, briefly. I don't so, remember any so of that. So they named her after that, but I don't think they're going to take that dynamic with this. So oh, okay. that's th- that's their boss. Um, and yeah, she's she's kind of on the take, and everybody's just so corrupt. It's ridiculous. Well, it's Gotham. And he's the only guy who's just... And they call him the Boy Scout and everything because he is absolutely the only one who doesn't want to do anything corrupt. And he's kind of forced. He's put, put in a corner to um, kill Co- Oswald Cobblepot for... Uh, Oswald, who is the penguin, and uh, you'll have to fun, watch the that's show. Just a fun name to say. Yeah, it's got a lot of. I, I, wa- um, wa- I almost out. wish it was my name, but I don't. I could call you that if you'd like. No, I, I it's don't. It's the Mike I, and Oswald Cobblepot show. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd have to insist that nobody ever use a pronoun for my name, or right. only use my first name. That they'd have to use first and last name every time. <laughs> Can't call you the penguin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't like being called the penguin in the show. I it makes think him angry. Oswald Cobblepot. That Oswald Cobblepot <laughs> should go to the store and pick out what Would Oswald you, Cobblepot wants. Is that you talking to yourself in third person? Yes. Well, um, I didn't. I did say I. So I guess it would be someone else talking to me. Well, but you directly. could t- you could be you talking about yourself in third person. You talking you to me? Um, you talking me to you? Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's a cool show. And then, uh, DC com- they haven't done the new season of arrow yet, but they just started the, the flash tonight on the CW. Never got into the flash. No, I remember the old out. one from the early nineties. That was kind of yeah. cool. It was all but, right. I it mean, wasn't amazing. It, it fizzled pretty quick. It did. It, it only lasted like a season. But They or set two. him up in arrow and he gets struck by lightning in arrow. So is that how he gets his power? He gets struck by lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always huh. how it's happened. I don't remember that. Well, he had he was at some machine that was doing something, and then that getting struck by lightning knocks him down or whatever. He oh, wakes okay. up. He's in a coma, or you know, he wakes up after being in a coma for a few months. And I guess, but we'll have to watch this. I I was never a big reader. Of, I never read the comics or anything. But um, did they ever make a Flash movie or something like that? No, it was just that TV show in the '90s, huh? Yeah, there was never a movie. And he's a good character in like some of the animated films that DC has done in the last five, ten years. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting, uh, especially how they do the effects of him running and stuff like that, because it's really cool what they're doing with uh, camera stuff these days and uh, computer trickery. So if I was to ask you what, we'll just stick with like major characters in comic book history that that you would want to be. You'd have to okay. go. With, you'd have to go with Batman. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm freaking Batman. Yeah. Yeah. No Superman. No, it's cooler that no that he doesn't have any superpowers except uh, an ambition to. It's an obsession uh-huh. to uh, mm-hmm. rid Gotham of the crime, except because he is such a, a, a beacon against crime. Crime seems to come to him. Uh, Gotham becomes a, a place where, gosh, this Batman's knocking out all the criminal element. I guess I could really make my way there. You know, there's a vacuum of crim- crime happening more and more. And because the vacuum happens, new bad guys come in and challenge him and want to be the one to take down the bat. It's kind of do the curse think, of the gunslinger. Do you think that like being Batman nowadays would 
really work in an American city. No, I think that's what's that's what's so fantasy about it. You, I mean, the, the like concept real, like, of Batman. Do you think you could, if if you were Batman in San Francisco, you'd be gay, Batman. <laughs> no, I don't think you'd be it's gay a, just because you're in San Francisco. No, that's true. That's not that's not a prerequisite for living there. No, I think I think it's impossible because whoever has a Batmobile and a Bat Jet and all these things is obviously the richest guy in town. <laughs> Yeah, and well, and has all the free never, time to do that stuff. Maybe he just found it somewhere. <laughs> Both of them <laughs> yeah, found a bat boat. <laughs> Neat. Nobody else knew. It was I can't there believe I found a bat boat after finding a Batmobile and a bat jet. <laughs> I just yeah. I should I, be some sort of man bat. That's what I liked about the the Christopher Nolan Batman's is that the way they played Bruce Wayne, he was just like such a playboy. He tried no to come ever, across as like a pompous idiot. Yeah, no jerk. one would ever think of him as being the Batman or which, being selfless enough to give a damn about the city. Because unlike every other movie or, or even the cartoon, like Bruce Wayne is such a, like a do gooder, like yeah, magnet, he, like yeah, and he's a he's big time philanthropist, and you're like, okay, he's he's really caring about all sorts of other people. So why wouldn't he be the guy that's bad? Yeah. I think it'd be too obvious. Um, I mean, almost yeah. as obvious as the fact that Clark Kent is Superman. <laughs> yes. A pair of glasses changes everything. Yeah. Uh, no, or, I, or I that, love that. Or that Prince Adam is He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference between. I never, I never even got into that stuff as a kid. The only difference between Prince Adam and He-Man is that He-Man wears less clothes <laughs> than Prince Adam. A lot less pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever notice he wears like peach and pink? I think it's it's like pink and purple. Yeah, something like that. And it's just like it's not very He Man of you. <laughs> no, if you if you watch those cartoons again, like it's a so, little over the top with the it's so homoerotic. <laughs> like he just Prince Adam spends all of his time hanging out with man at arms <laughs> and like finding ways to avoid the princess who's like into him. <laughs> I never watched that stuff. I remember being in oh, kindergarten. When I, yeah, when I was five, it was great. And kids were so into that. And I think like an actor, a voice actor, somebody died in a plane crash or something. I don't remember. And I remember about everyone that. going like, "So and so from He Man died." I'm like, it, "You guys, it's a fucking cartoon. He's not dead. <laughs> He's not dead. He'll be fine <laughs> in a plane crash. They don't even have planes on that. Cartoon. You mean the speeder crash?" <laughs> Or, or getting mauled by a green tiger, right? Yeah, or Narf or whatever that was. That was that well, was Thundercats. Thundercats. That was the other gay cartoon. Again, it was all around the same time, and I didn't watch any of those. I didn't watch Transformers or the what was the bad one? Mask. Was that a Transformers ripoff? No, that was Gobots. Was the Transformers ripoff? Right, I remember. Mask that, but was what was cool. Mask? Oh, oh sorry, was, Mask was cool. Uh, mask was vehicles that could like transform into other vehicle like different kind of vehicles <laughs> so wait it turns from a convertible into a sedan <laughs> what's the big deal why no they have I've a, seen cars that can like do that. the main the main good guy in the show he had a like a camaro okay that would turn into a plane do you remember like the the it had like gull wing doors like the like the back to the future car and yeah. then like these jets would pop out of the back and it would basically fly like that what was the one that we were always trying to figure out before there was an internet for this um, we were always like, like Brad and I had like this concept of seeing a cartoon when we were a kid, but nobody else could remember it. And it was called, we couldn't remember what it was that. called, but we were like, this guy would turn into a car. Yeah. When you got wet. So what was that? Type of that in. Okay. I've, turns I've in, done it Turns recently. into a car when he gets wet. It I is for- the dumbest 
No, it's not when he gets wet. I'll show you what it was. Yes, it is. Um, it's no, when he gets wet. It's not. I'll show you. Um, teen turns into a car cartoon. <laughs> it is called Turbo, Turbo Teen. Turbo Teen. I am Turbo Teen. Turbo Teen. It's when he gets too hot. You know, like you do. All oh, 80s cartoons were the best. So he turns into his convertible and it turns back into him, and it's his most inconvenient <laughs> superpower ever. <laughs> I mean, occasionally convenient, but it's better than turning into like a lamp or something. Yeah, and he has to like. You just escape the the evil Bigfoot. Oh my uh, god! And then there was a robot chicken did a good spoof on it. Oh, did they? Yeah, check this out. I didn't know they did Brett Matthews, on it. a normal teenager until he crashed his car into a secret government molecular transfer ray. Now, whenever Brett gets <laughs> He's too drunk hot, at a he party. becomes the incredible Turbo Team. This chick slaps him at the party, college party, and he's under a heat lamp for too long. Turns into the car. <laughs> And then a black guy comes out with his girlfriend yeah. and jump into the car and start yeah. banging. Do me, Alex. Do me. Alex, do me. Come out. Alex, I'm worried. You afraid Brett's going to find out his girl's cheating on him with his best friend? No, stupid. I'm worried our sex stains won't come out of those leather suits. <laughs> I love being a slut. Dude, free car. So these guys get in the car and go crash it instantly. <laughs> Throw up all over it. And then a hobo comes and puts shit in it. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe they're gonna have a soup kitchen. Pong's beat it up. Ah, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then some. I don't know. Oh, they strip, they strip it. Parts. And then he gets towed and put into a. Uh, Car compactor, and they they throw water on him. He's all torn to bits as a human. <laughs> and, and he gets him. smashed by the. Compactor. Don't drink and drive. It says that was a good PSA um, on drinking and driving. So that was like for years. We had this vague memory. It was like only me and Brad. We could not. Did, did I was the one it? who brought it up. Were you? Yeah, it was me. Was it you and me that had it? Because I had the memory for sure. Okay. I remember well, him being in a shower and it happening because yeah. it was too hot. But I thought it was the water. Yeah. Oh my god, it, <laughs> that show was ridiculous. Oh, dude. What are some of your cart- other favorite '80s cartoons? Well, there, we said the mask. Uh, I watched a lot of. No, not uh, the mask. Wasn't that? Oh the yeah, one it was with, just mask. The mask was the one with Rocky Dennis, the messed up face. Yeah, the shit. Eric yeah. Holt, Eric Stoltz. Um. Come on, believe in life after love. Why can't I think of her name? Cher. I could put right, right, right. Sh- I'm like, Cheryl is that Crow? And all I had to do was shorten it. It's like, is that a Saturday morning cartoon? <laughs> believe in life after love. So yeah, their, the car, their cars intro. just transform into other things. Like somebody had a, a truck that turned into a tank, a motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. Dude, listen to this music. 
They're fighting them. Oh, so they're people. Yeah. Music. See, that's the part of the flies. Okay. So they're like little droids. Oh, yeah, and then there's the bad guy whose helicopter turns into an airplane for some reason. And this Jeep turned into a boat or spit out a boat. Yeah. Yeah, it's really just vehicles becoming other vehicles. It was cool, okay? <laughs> the song was cool. I had the uh, like Nissan 300ZX. Like turned into a plane. Dude, that song. Oh, that was epic. <laughs> that song was amazing. <laughs> what are some of the other best songs from Thundercats? I gotta hear it's the Thundercats good... theme song. Thundercats are on the loose. Thundercats are loose. Alright, give it a minute here. Hang on. No, I sing it now. Oh, they're not gonna show the intro. I can let you see. This is like the long version of the song. Is it this one? Yeah, HD. Here we go. Ooh, an HD. Beautiful. Glorious HD. Thundercats. The magical power of Thundercats. Now, I can't believe this hasn't become a movie yet. This is just... (laughs) This is awesome. They have two Thundercat kids that look exactly the same. One guy's got a useless whip. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then there's a more tank, of a status symbol. tank thing, and then one guy's got nunchucks. It's kind of like the Ninja Turtles. Whoa, wait a minute. I don't know why. None of this appealed to me, but Ninja Turtles I was all over. I was crazy about the turtles, but not this. What are they doing? I just can't tell what they're doing here. They're fighting space crime. <laughs> And then some kind of ghost. Yeah, this is like Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, they're fighting the evil Mumra. What does he do? He turns into this guy. What is it? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he just wouldn't be like the gnarly dude all the time. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, why can't you just be nice? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that I've brought that it's up, you f- might as well. It's an 80s cartoon. I know, like. but I just, this, even as a kindergartner, I couldn't be like, yay. Like, nothing about this got to me. Uh, now that I referenced it, you better explain it. Uh, what was what was the... Um, oh, God. You want me to explain that? Yeah. Just in the net last three minutes we have here on the show. I can't explain that. No, <laughs> you're, a, no not that. Not that. You're, I, re- I referenced um, Freddy Krueger. Why can't you just be nice? Oh, that. Yeah. That was a weird, weird-ass dream I had that, you, that you're enamored with. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Where, like, Freddy Krueger was chasing me. Finally gets me cornered. <laughs> And it's and all so, over, right? It's all over. So I look at him. I'm like, oh, Freddie, why can't you just be nice to people? And he's like, oh, I never really thought about it that way, basically. And so then he takes never me, occurred to, to me. He takes me to get ice cream. And then we go to like the horse racing track. <laughs> <laughs> like watch, watch the ponies run. It was, it was definitely one of the funnier dreams I've had. Was this when you were a little kid or what? Uh, I don't know. It was like nine maybe. <laughs> You just have one of those weird dreams. What? What? But even like if he does turn around and be nice, he's still like fucking terrifying. He's still, he's st- he was still the burned mess, like he, and he, he still had the glove. He like goes the, to the, hand the, you the ice cream, and he slashes at you by mistake. It, he didn't hand it to me with that hand. <laughs> like that would be stupid. 
He didn't pay for the ice cream. He just stabbed the vendor and <laughs> got ice cream. You went, yay, thanks. <laughs> and and his, I'm going to guess all his horses came in. I don't remember that part. I just remember us being at the track. <laughs> Did you have a lot of experience as a nine-year-old at the track? No. Never been. <laughs> Why? I'd never been at that point. Why were you dreaming about well, You that? know, you've seen movies. I guess. Seen movies and stuff. That looks like something fun that Freddy Cougar might take a kid to do. Yeah. Well, you know, Freddy's Freddy's a good guy. That, when he really tries. Kind of scary looking, but you know, that's you He's don't, like, you don't you judge, know, you don't murder judge. is all I've really ever known. <laughs> you don't judge a book by its cover. Maybe he just got tired of revenge on on America's children. <laughs> they say a smile takes fewer muscles than a frown. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we better wrap this one up as we have just hit the one hour mark. Uh, so, yes, we will catch everybody in the next one, which will be episode 29. We're sorry this has taken so long. We've both gotten very busy lately, but hopefully also I had some technical difficulties. I think I've worked them out. Um, yep. Testicle difficulties. No, no. No. Those are doing just That's fine and dandy. Hey, everybody. Um, by the time you listen to this, it will be too late, but go check out the Blood Moon Lunar eclipse tonight. <laughs> I hope you checked out At the four a.m. Lunar um, eclipse. Well, we're almost there. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna try to post this as quickly as possible. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go check it out. I'll bet Suzanne will be uh, texting me so we can enjoy it together from across the country. She's one of the people that one of the three people that listens to this. You guys are eclipse buddies. We totally are. Um, I thought there was gonna be like a solar eclipse first thing in the morning, like, but that doesn't make any sense. No, it would be at noon. I guess, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be at noon. Lunar, no? Solar eclipses can happen um, any time of day. It's just like how much of the sun is being blocked by the moon at certain oh, times okay. of day and stuff like that. Would A total lunar eclipse might be around noon. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, fun uh, astronomical stuff happening. If you ever hear about uh, cool stuff like that happening, like there's going to be a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse or sun flares or... Um, asteroids, meteors, things like that. Go to slu.com or look How up. How do you spell SLU, that? S L O O H, the SLU International Observatory. So they basically have a network of uh, telescopes that they broadcast or they webcast from. And they'll do it for, you know, however long the event goes, a couple hours or something. And they'll have astronomers come in and talk about it and tell you what's going on. So if you're a science nerd and it's just kind of a cool, fun thing to listen to and to watch you don't have to like take notes or anything you just enjoy it um so i'm gonna gonna do a little bit of that it's very nerdy so if you're ready to get your geek on that's one way to do it (laughs) slew it up slew it up all right everybody uh i'm gonna get out of here take my computer and go home what do you think about that rob Uh, that sounds like a great idea because i'm pretty tired okay so we will catch you uh in episode 29 until then this is mike I'm Rob. And we will catch you on the flip side. Thundercats are loose.